Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Team <laughs> Gomez podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Maria. And we just want to start off by thanking everybody, everybody for just staying with us and listening yeah. to the episodes and subscribing. Uh, we're in an exciting theme this month where we are talking about uh, conflicting priorities. Yes. Um, so, so far, we hit on what our general priorities are. And we've also hit on God versus job. What happens when your job um, starts consuming your time and you end up, and we end up putting God on the back burner. So uh, that was the last episode. And today, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a hard conversation. Um, but we're going to do it full of joy. <laughs> full of joy. We're going to rejoice in all things. So even though it's a hard conversation, we might... Uh, touch on some sensitive topics here um, but today we're going to be discussing God versus family mm. God versus family I wonder that sink in a little bit <laughs> um, I want to also start off with a disclaimer we are not professional <laughs> uh, counselors of any yeah. kind um, we know understand that you know spirituality is a sensitive sensitive subject and so is family it's a very sensitive subject because I think no wounds hurt more than the ones that are from the people closest to you. Yeah. And a lot of times that is family. So, um, uh, so again, we're not counselors. So please don't try <laughs> to take our advice as like official advice. By all means, if you feel like you need professional help or professional counseling, by all means, seek that. We just We're just hoping to stir people up to love um, through our conversation. Uh, we're just two people that love Jesus and love each other and just love having discussions. We love talking and yeah. um, we love communicating with each other. And, and this, the, that's what these conversations are meant to do. It's just to kind of like to stir us up, to encourage one another, to, to love each other. So with that being said, <laughs> um, today's topic God versus family. Now, actually, I have to be honest, this particular topic actually dropped in my wife's spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, my love, what is it about this topic that you feel would have been a great topic for today's episode? How it came to my mind was, is just that you hear it a lot. You know, you hear conflicts of like, um, I just had a baby. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like I don't have time to be spending with God, right? Because I'm so consumed with work and my wife and my and my newborn child, which are valid reasons, right? But it's right. like it's a, it's a, it's a huge conflict because yeah. it's like Jesus is still jealous for your time, yeah. Um, and if it's not a new baby, it's newlyweds when they newly get married, yes. right? It's like finding the balance now like for another to give your attention to the lover of your soul and then your lover which is your husband you know like for, that was a huge struggle for me I think when we got married mm. like I love my time with Jesus right mm -hmm. and um, being a newlywed it was so hard for me to try to find that balance mm -hmm. Of having God time, but also giving you the attention that you need. 
So it was always this conflict, you know, and there were times where I I didn't really get to soak up my time. And I'm very, Mm. very, Mm -hmm. very selfish with my time with the (laughs) Lord. Like, don't mess with me. I could be hours. Like, I want good quality time. I don't want no cookie five, ten minutes with the Lord. No, I can't. Mm -hmm. That's not, that doesn't work for me. I got to sit. I'm a soaker. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds so weird, right? But I'm a soaker. Like, I love to just sit and just soak and just be in his presence yes. for hours. Just let him marinate. So, that was hard for me. Mm-hmm. Like, for, like, the first to three years of our marriage, that was just, finding that balance was just very hard. Yeah. And you, you mentioned a key word. It's about balance. Yeah. It is. It's always about balance. Because here's the thing. No matter what, God still has to sit on the throne of our heart. Mm-hmm. And when we have a new baby or when we have, if you're a newlywed couple, or even if you're not married and you just start a new relationship, you got a new boyfriend, you got a new girlfriend, you got a new boyfriend. Or it's thing. not even that. Like, you can still be single, but it's like you get a new job or you get, you know, you... You go to a new school. You're, you know, it's just yeah. like these conflicts. These yeah. conflicts. These things are just fighting for the number one spot to mm-hmm. have all of your attention, to not leave any attention for anyone else, really. And then we just struggle on finding balance. Um, today's topic in regards to family. Not only do we have to fight for time, mm-hmm. but for affection. Because here's the thing, like, family is still family. Yeah. And a lot of times people struggle in their relationships with their families, but at the same time, we're called to love them. But here's the thing. Everybody has an extreme circumstance or situation going on with their family. Yeah. You know, or with a family member or several family members where they're just a little harder to love. Mm-hmm. Or, or they're not safe. Yeah. So it's like... Oh yeah, I don't even want to be around what you got going yeah, on. Yeah, what you're like doing, that. right? Because it's not. It makes me feel uncomfortable, right? Because sometimes I'm not going to say it's like this for everyone, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of times a lot of people have toxic family members. Yeah, that are just in their funk. They're in their depression, or they're in their bitterness, or they're angry, or they're just out there, just in the world doing crazy things. When they knew they shouldn't have, shouldn't be doing them, but they mm-hmm. want to live it up, you mm-hmm. know, and they just mm-hmm. become so toxic um, to how you want to live your life. If you're trying to settle down, if you're trying to, you know, pursue your career, if you're trying to start a business or just start a family or just become that more family oriented yeah. person at home, then you have, you know, like brothers and sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins. How do you <clears throat> still... Be a lover of God and a lover of people. Mm-hmm. Because even these people that are hard to love, we're still called to love them. Yeah. I think, man, it makes me think about my single days when um, I was living with my parents. Mm-hmm. And, man, I struggled with balance. Like, I was... <laughs> I mean, like, I love Jesus and I was, like, all in. Yeah. And I remember there were times... Where my dad would be like, you don't spend time with me. Mm. And I was like, because I don't like the things that you do. I didn't like watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like watching movies. Yeah. And my dad, 
my dad likes those things, right? He would be like, come watch this movie with me. I'm like, oh, I know. I'd rather be in my room and yeah. pray or do something. Yeah. But I just remember, like, us having this discussion, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, Maria, when you love somebody, you make time. And I remember he would tell me, like, so what you gonna you're not you're gonna deny your husband? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm not getting married anyway, so <laughs> it ain't a problem. Right. But I I felt like at that moment my dad was teaching me like like you can give up some time, you know, yeah, just to build relationship, build you know, like don't be so closed off, you know. Yeah. And that's how I was. I was just so. It wasn't that I was closed off, but I was just so consumed. Mm. And I mean, yes, Jesus loves time with us, right? But Jesus also uses us with other relationships. Like, he wants us to cultivate relationship. You know, it was um, something that you said, honey, that was just like, oh, that's so good. Um, We spend time with Jesus to get filled, right? Then Mm. to go out and pour out. Then it's like, okay, we go back in our quiet place, we get filled, and then we go, we can't just be spiritual gluttonies, yeah. you know what I mean? But Where yeah. we're just like, I more, want more, I want more, Jesus, more. Jesus, Jesus, but I don't want to cultivate relationship with people. Right. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to pour out. I want to keep all right. your love so we to just myself. Become, yeah, we just become spiritually obese where we're just consuming. With God's love all yes, to ourselves. Yes, and like, we this just love be- is for nobody else, just me. Yeah. And God's like, girl, I sent you out (laughs) to go be the light, you know, to go. And so, like, if I would, if I could rewind, I wish I would have done things different. And, you know, we all go through growing pains, you know, and these were hard lessons that I had to learn of like, like God does appreciate our time, but it's balance, you Mm -hmm. know, and I feel for me, I struggled with balance because I was such an extremist. Like, I'm like all or nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just one extreme. Like, either I'm watching this movie with you or (laughs) Jesus. It's like I couldn't know how to figure out balance. But, um, and my dad craved that. My dad was like, I just want you to sit and watch this movie with me, you know, so we can cultivate time. Right. I'm like, but that's a waste of time. You know, I'm like, oh, yes. I don't want to watch TV. But, you know, I know for my dad, it's just like meeting him where he's at. Right. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, exactly. I feel you. Um, I remember in in our first year of marriage, I know you were talking about our, our first couple of years of marriage was a struggle for you balancing how to be a wife mm-hmm. and then how to be a daughter to the king. Yeah. And um, I feel like I had that same struggle. <clears throat> Like, and I mentioned this a little bit in previous episodes, um, in our first year or so of marriage, I just feel like, you know, if I'm with you, like if I'm with my wife, (laughs) my attention has to be on my wife. Mm -hmm. Like I have to make sure I'm meeting her needs, her emotional needs, her spiritual needs. Like I have to, that has to be my focus as well as like natural needs stuff. Need to be a good teammate, help around the house, help with the dishes, help with laundry, help with dinner. You know, um, help. You know, you at the time we were both working, you had a long day at work. Mm-hmm. You needed your feet rubbed. You know, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. So I'm trying to make sure I'm like a good husband. But at the end of the day, then I just I become so tired and I'm I'm lacking the God time. Yeah, I'm hardcore lacking the God time. It wasn't until 
again, like our fourth year that I actually realized I just need to start waking up at 5 a.m. every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And have my God time early in the morning. So that way I have my God time early in the morning intentionally while you're still sleeping. Hmm. So like, um, so that my, my time with God is my time with God. And as soon as you wake up, okay, my attention can shift. Because mm-hmm. God, I, have, I had that awesome close hour two hours just soaking in his presence yeah. journaling getting into his word and that was just a great amount of time to just be able to soak in him when you have a busy day so uh so it took me a while to learn how to do that prioritize that because i remember i would just pour out pour out pour out pour out and i would be on e man so you just, many times right and we just pouring out what we got which is hardly nothing hardly anything so now i'm over here trying to be attentive to my wife and serve her but checked out yeah or just i'm not like she's she would tell me all the time like where are you you're i'm like i'm right here she's like no you're not here right like, right right your body's you're physically here, here but your mind here, but emotionally you you're just else. thinking about something like you're just zoned out yeah. and so we just i feel like we just become it just becomes robotic we just yeah. become like lifeless like mm-hmm. we're just kind of like dry bones we're just walking like zombies like uh, you know like yeah. we're doing the mundane the daily but there's no joy there's no yeah. it's not like this refreshing of like excitement right and i right. think it's um when we're not getting filled yeah by jesus i think that's where it's like you know it's just want want it's not <laughs> Yeah, it's we not have, exciting. Yeah, we're never because we have nothing to pour out because we're not right. being poured into by the Spirit. And okay, like, here's a great example: when the Bible talks about walk in the Spirit, if mm-hmm. you don't know, the Bible says walk in the Spirit. So when we're called to walk in the Spirit, translated walk in love. Mm. The Spirit, the word Spirit there translates into love. Yeah, and it's like. Um, so when I'm walking in love, that means as I'm going about my day, as I'm walking around at work, as I'm yeah. running here, running there, as I'm, you know, spending time with whoever, as I'm walking out my day to walk in my to walk my day out in love. Like, hey, so I'm loving on every person I encounter. I'm rejoicing. I'm having joy. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. God's love in the, mm-hmm. in the moment or I'm showing God's love in the moment. But to walk in love the whole day mm-hmm. well that's how we're called to live our life and um so the same can be said with family again like just bringing in the conflict here a lot of times with family and god is like it's hard to love hard to love family members mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the toxic ones whatever the case may be but we're called to love them why because jesus still loves them Jesus loves us in our mess. He loved us, yet while we still sinners, he died for us. And the same scripture applies to, to them. them. Yeah. So showing them love, I think um, when it, it gets really hard, I want to bring up uh, like some couple of situations real quick. When it gets real hard, when family members don't believe like how you believe. Like I have a coworker. He's a hardcore, spirit-led man of God, but he comes from a family of Jehovah Witnesses. Mm. And so here's the thing: Jehovah Witnesses love Jesus, but their doctrine is different. 
And so whenever he talks about like loving on Jesus and stuff like that, they always want to come at him with like theology and mm. doctrine and questioning what he believes and trying to convert him over to Jehovah Witness. Um, so it's like a lot. Of, I feel like that's with like a lot of people who have family members that are hardcore and in a different religion, like or in a, they believe something different, you know, like. If they're a Buddhist or if they're a universalist, you know, and there's a lot of that going around. And um, if they're Muslim, you know, um, I've had I've personally had a cousin who um, started off as Christian and then fell off um, and then was entertaining a lot of Muslim ideas because he had another friend that was Muslim. And yeah. um, his Muslim friend would would ask him a lot of questions, which made, which made him question and it's just like but that happens with family members sometimes they sometimes ask some hard questions sometimes we don't always have answers to all of them and it's like in that moment how do we stay strong how what would you say my love to someone who is struggling in what they believe because their family members are giving them so many questions that we don't have the answers to on the spot you hear that what would jesus do but if you look at jesus's life I mean, you always had the Pharisees coming at him with these theological questions and these questions of like questioning his authority and who he is. Right. But Jesus never he never answered in a way that it was aggressive, his tone. You know, he would just love. I think throughout everything, we just have to display the love because sometimes we don't have the answers. People really ask these good questions. You know, mm -hmm. who wrote the Bible? How do you know the Bible's real? You know, they ask these questions and you're like, man, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're a new believer to mm -hmm. this whole thing and you don't know a lot about like Bible history. And, yeah. And theology you know, and yeah. all that. Sometimes these questions are like, but here's the thing. There's answers to these questions. You just may not know it in the moment. What we don't want to do is get into meaningless debates with family members. Yes. We don't want to get into meaningless debates with family members, regardless of how many questions they have. Like, just good to, like, if you have an answer to the question, great. But if they're having, like, a very specific question that you don't have the answer for, you can address it, be like, you know, I don't really have the answer to that. But let's, but in some way, let's continue to move forward. In our evening, in our night, in our lunch, at our hangout, at our family gathering, you know, find a way to be like, you know what, we'll come back. Let's let's put a pin in, pin that. in that. Let's put it on the shelf. We'll come back to it later for right now. Like, how can I love on you? Like, how can I serve you? Uh, so those are some kind of hard, like hard family members to kind of deal with family members that are stubborn and can get ignorant. But I, I also feel like at the moment, just ask God for wisdom. Yeah. You know, he says it in the book of James, like if you if you need wisdom, ask me. Mm -hmm. And he's he's bound to give generously, but yeah. don't doubt when you ask, you know? So and then it makes me also think about the verse where it says, "Don't be afraid what to say, for I will give you the mm -hmm. words to say and how to say it." Yeah. This is what I do when I there's always like a family reunion <laughs> or a family get together. I mean, now it's different because of COVID, but back then mm -hmm. they always used to tease like, "Oh, Holy Maria is coming," or <laughs> Virgin Mary. You know? <laughs> they called you Virgin Mary. They yeah. Because I was. Truth, facts, thanks. <laughs> yes, you are right. 
but you know they would make their comments and it's like okay and i would chuckle with them you know and still try to talk to them and show them kindness and i think that's it changes the whole demeanor yeah when you show kindness instead of just allowing the irritation to rob you it's just like you're killing them with kindness yeah you know and it and if you know who you are in christ none of that should phase you right you know you stand you stand firm and your beliefs and who you are in Christ. Right. And I feel the Holy Spirit would do the rest. Right. Going a little bit deeper, it gets a little harder when, you know, we're talking about family members that yeah. like seeing them at events and stuff like that. But what if it's somebody that lives in your house? What if it's a spouse that doesn't believe like you believe? Yeah. Or it's children that don't believe like you believe, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that gets a lot more challenging. Yes. But because you are in home with the person, it's a lot easier to actually find those answers together. Mm-hmm. To actually plan Bible studies to be like, you know what, let's actually read this and find out what makes it so special. But see, but then that gets hard too. Because you're you're saying like, let's plan. And what about if you have a rebellious son who's like, I don't want to read that. Or a rebellious wife or husband who's like, you're wasting my time. I rather want to watch TV. I rather I don't want to read the word. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's where it does get challenging because right. I mean there are couples who are they one person gets saved in their marriage, you know, like right. and then they're married with someone who's an unbeliever or you know you actually just marry an unbeliever, mm-hmm. you know? And it could be it could be like you felt the call, right? You felt like God is calling me to this person. Right. But if you just being rebellious and you know that wasn't your wife, but you still marry her or your husband, you know, it gets a little difficult. Yeah. Where it's like you trying to be, I don't want to say the savior, but you trying to right. be the missionary and trying to get these people saved. Yeah. And it's like, it's not working. So right. then what, what happens there? It's like you still gotta display the love. You still gotta. Exactly. It's because through your actions, they yes. can actually come to know Christ just how you act, how you walk. Yeah. Because they're watching. You know, they're watching your every move, and they can kind of even get to you. Like, and you call yourself a Christian. Look at yeah. you being disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the enemy's so wicked. Yeah. That's the thing about family members that actually live with you. They know your dirt. Know, yes, it's like a mirror. So it's like you're walking, you're actually being the display of Christ. So yeah. how will you display with, you know, that's something that it it becomes difficult because it's like, okay, I don't want to read the word. Then it's like, then I give up, Lord. I, there's nothing yeah. that I can do, but there is power in prayer. Exactly. Yes. I feel like, like you're, you're saying so many key things here. I just want to emphasize right along with you it's like you have to walk in love Mm -hmm. like at this particular point these people are living with you it's whether it's a spouse or children or whatever if they're living with you it's if it's an in-home conflict with beliefs and whatnot with family members in home then this particular gospel is more effective lived out than preached right so because it even says like um, if a couple gets married and then one gets saved and one is unsaved um, or not saved, then 
we can still preach the gospel through how we love our spouse. Amen. Um, and so, like, that's still applicable here mm-hmm. when it comes to family members you're living with. You can't always come at them preachy. You can't always come with them, like, with all this other stuff. You can't make them have a relationship the way you have a relationship. Right. But I do want to emphasize the word relationship. We, as believers, as people, as people who have relationships with Jesus... Like, we have to cultivate our relationship. Like, you cannot try to get your family to pray if they don't see you praying. You can't get your family to get into the word if they don't see you getting into your word. Come on. And don't get into your word and pray just so they can see you. Right. Right. Get into your word and pray because you love God, because you want to work on your relationship, because you actually care about trying to be more like Jesus. That's good. And it's it's that genuineness. It's Mm -hmm. that authenticity of your relationship, of your love for God, and how you pour out love on the family from how God fills you with it. Like all those things are what's going to minister. That's really going to be able to open their eyes to be like, you know what? Even though I don't agree with you all the time, da, 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 I cannot deny the fact that you love God. Right. And because you love God so much, I can't even deny that there is a God. Because your relationship is real. Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes to family members yes. conflicting in the home. Yes. Whether it's spouse or your your mother, mother-daughter mm-hmm. relationship. In-laws. Right. Let's talk about it. Yes. But I, I think it's, yeah, it's displaying. It's being, yeah. you know, because you can't say you a lover of Christ and you're judging her mm-hmm. or judging him. You know what right. I mean? It's like, because it makes you know better because the finger you're pointing at her and telling her what she's not doing right. There's three fingers pointing, pointing right, back, right at back at you, telling you. you preach that. You know what I mean? Like telling you like, hey, who made you the judge, though? You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's um, we got to do better. Mm-hmm. We got to we got to walk, walk, like walk the walk. Don't just talk the talk because we yeah. so man, I'm telling you. Come on. You bet. You in it, baby. We so good. We are so good talking. Ooh, <laughs> I want to cut you with my words. I want to say all this stuff, what I uh-huh. feel. And God's like, how is that? How are you winning them to Christ? Mm-hmm. When you yell at them and when you lose your temper, you're not displaying. Right. You're not being a good display right. of my love right. and I think or my key, patience. Good. Yes. I was about to say two key words in this process is patience and grace yes and i think the word unconditional needs to be yes learned. yes we love with so much condition mm-hmm. you know the other one don't be throwing stuff that she did three four years ago <laughs> yeah love remembers no wrongs like don't be oh, i remember what you did in 97 what what yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's we ain't we're not doing that. No, right. no, no, no. It's you. You ain't gonna win me to Christ. Bringing up my past, <laughs> you are not. Yeah, you yeah. know, because it makes me think when I first got saved and I was living with my foster mom. My foster mom was very toxic, and she was like begging the caseworker to like she can rent out the basement. I was like, I have, I gotta leave. She will choke. Whatever life I have, mm-hmm. spiritually, she will choke it. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, I thank God that he provided a way out because I feel like if I would have stayed, I probably wouldn't be saved. Mm. I probably would have just compromised my faith and, you know, still being disrespectful, still being this just immature, (laughs) you know, thinking I know best. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be the woman. I, I wouldn't be the woman that God has created me to be today. Yeah. If I would have stood. Yeah. But here's the thing. So with all that being said, um, again, just understanding that the balance behind this whole thing is that God has to sit on the throne of your heart. There is no compromise there, regardless of what family member it is. And Jesus makes that very plain in his word. That's number one. And number two is that even though family members can be hard to deal with sometimes and can be hard to love sometimes, doesn't mean um, we don't love them. Like actively, doesn't mean we stop loving them. It just means we have to try a little harder or be more strategic in how we love them and when we love them. But love them regardless because it's going to be the love that wins them. You know, and the Bible also said, Jesus speaking, that no one comes to the Father unless the spirit draws him closer you know so it's like also remember that you are not this person's savior if they're not saved if that's a conflict that's because they're not saved it's not our job to be their savior it's not our job to save them it's our job to love them it's not our job to judge them it's our job to love them and introduce them to the savior right I think um, that's just one thing we have to keep in mind throughout this whole thing. Um, that being said, I want to go ahead and uh, close us out in prayer. Is that okay, my love? Yep. All right. So um, I'm just going to pray us out. Um, if you're having difficulty with family members today um, or maybe in your life in this season and it's just hard to connect with certain family members, uh, whether they're in your home or they're not living in your home. Um, or if you're for any reason your family members challenge your relationship with God. Um, I just want to pray for you guys. Um, and if that's not you, I pray that I ask that you would come into agreement for those who are dealing with that in this kind of season. So Father, we just come before you and uh, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. God, we thank you that every morning we get to wake up to a brand new grace and mercy. And brand new opportunity to do things right, to make things right, and to do it with the right heart. Um, and so, God, we just lift up, I just lift up every single listener to you and all of their family members, Father God. I pray for unity in families. I pray for unity in households. I pray for unity in marriages. Lord, and I, I pray that you would strengthen those who are struggling with family members. Father God, I, I pray that you would comfort them and fill them with your love. Fill them to fill an overflow, oh God, that when they encounter these uh, difficult family members, God, that they have an abundance of love to pour out on them. God, I pray for wisdom on how to speak to family members, how to treat family members, how to respect family members, how to honor family members, God, and how to display your love in these moments when it gets hard with the people who it's hard to show it to. Father God, I just pray that you would give us whatever wisdom we need to be the light, to give you glory, to to make your name famous, God, 
to spread and, and speak and preach of your goodness. That they may see your love. That they may see your mercy. That they may see that you are calling them by name, O oh God. God, your word says that your word does not return to you void. And so we just declare the scripture over every person that's listening to this that belongs to you that them and their household shall be saved and we just come into agreement with your word when it says it oh lord so have your way in every single heart have your way in every single family god we just pray for healing to take place we pray for forgiveness to take place where it needs to we uh uh we come against any kind of bitterness or unforgiveness we uh, declare healing in every relationship, God, whether it be with parents, with uh, siblings, God, with children, Father God, uh, nieces, nephews, whatever, Lord. We just speak love and unity among them, oh God. Help us to love them where they're at and to introduce them to a wonderful Savior, which is you. We love you. We honor you this day. Have your way. We completely surrender every expectation. And we completely surrender our plans for yours, God. In Jesus' name we pray all these things that the Father may be glorified. Amen. Amen. (sighs) Good conversation, my love. Yes, it is. We absolutely love every single one of you guys. If you need any kind of specific prayer request with family members or anything else, just hit us up on social media or if you got our number, text message us, email us, whatever. Whatever's clever, whatever works. <laughs> but we love you guys. Uh, let us know how we can pray for you, how we can come into agreement with you. And until next time, this is Team Gomez. Signing off. Bye. Bye. <laughs>